What is up, everybody? We are back with another Win Podcast. This is coming off of a very interesting and intriguing, to say the least, game against the Grizzlies, where we just beat them one nineteen to one fourteen, in which it was our we we came back from the largest deficit we've ever came back from all season, which was fifteen points. I know that kind of seems a little bit low, but hey, we came back on fifteen. Let's talk about that. Everything that happened in the game, and just where we are in the Western Conference too. On top of that. So I'm going to start this off by talking about all the good things that I liked, and then we'll get into the things that I was not a fan of, and everybody knows what we're going to be talking about. The offensive rebounding, obviously. We'll talk about that extensively today because that was a problem. But the biggest thing, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he just had the biggest takeover I've seen from him, him since that Sixers game. Wow. 37 points, 9 assists, 23 points in the fourth quarter. That's insane. That's literally insane. I don't. That might be the most points in the fourth quarter we've seen from any player in the league this year. I think that's possible. Um, there's probably somebody that has a higher, but I, I, I kind of feel like that's the highest we've seen from a single player. I mean, that's just absurd. He was, and it wasn't even like the three pointers that he was hitting on. He, I think he hit two, three pointers in that fourth. Um, but it was him driving to the basket, that was getting these buckets to go in. I think he drove like five, maybe made five or six baskets from two-point range, just getting layups, and he's just blowing by people and finishing well at the rim. Usually something that he doesn't really do that often. Like usually when he's attacking the rim, he's going to pass it late to, you know, cat on like a pick and roll or something. Uh, that's what he likes to do at least. But today, you know, he was he was really taking charge in the paint, dishing the ball out well. Shot really well in the game, 13 to 21 from the field, three of eight from three, which 37 percent. Yeah, it's 37 percent. He was a plus seven on the box, plus minus. I mean, just a phenomenal performance from Dilo. This is the type of game that you're expecting from him once in a while. Maybe not to this standard because 23 points in the fourth quarter is absurd. I can't remember. I don't even know if that's ever happened in Wolves history. I, I'm actually interested on that. That's that's pretty absurd. 23 points in the fourth quarter. When the game matters the most, he was doing everything. I don't know why defenses allow him to use the rip-through like he does. Like, Desmond Bain, like in the late part of the game, I think it was tie game or something like that, he had his hand on D'Lo, like hand-checking him. Why would you do that? Why? He's going to rip-through every single time. And one of them... One of the rip-throughs that I think he hit on Jaron Jackson Jr. is either him or Zaire Williams. I can't remember who he hit it on. That should have counted as a three. He was definitely going to a shooting motion. Uh, he was hit when he was going up in that shooting motion. Um, but that's whatever. He still made the two free throws, but that could have been a four-point play. And maybe the game could have ended faster and we wouldn't have to go through that late-game stress. But sometimes that late-game stress is good because our team is very young. And it's good to go through situations like these. We've had a lot of gritty wins this year. And I think that this was one of them. And I kind of loosely use the word gritty. Because our rebounding was not gritty at all. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll talk about it later. But it was gritty in the sense that we were pushing past a lot of foul calls. And we were, just, we were breaking through a lot of negative things in the game that we could have let us, you know, just overwhelm us as a team. And we, we didn't give up. We kept fighting. And we, you know, won by five against a phenomenal team. They were 41-19, now 41-20. and 20. 
they were third in they're, they're actually still third in the Western Conference. I mean, they are the third best record team in the league. This is a phenomenal team we just beat tonight, and it's not like they had injuries. I mean, Dylan Brooks has been out for a while, but he's been out for basically the whole year. Um, so we can't really say anything about that. But we beat a, a healthy Grizzlies team. That is really big uh, coming into this tough stretch of games. And it's not like a, a long stretch of tough games we got coming up. Uh, we got tomorrow the Sixers, who are a very good team, and they have James Harden playing for them, the Beard. Then we got the Cavaliers uh, after a two-day break. Then we have the Warriors. After that, though, it gets a lot better. It's Thunder, Trailblazers, Trailblazers, Thunder, Magic. I mean, right there. That's a manageable five-game win streak. If you can get a five-game win streak going right there, I think you clinch the playoffs. I think that's what gets us in the playoffs. Like, obviously, you wouldn't clinch it after that. But if we can win two more of these next three games and then go on a five-game win streak on top of that, I think we're going to be a playoff team for sure, uh, maybe of the sixth seed even. But let's dive into some more deep topics about this game. Malik Beasley, believe it or not, really kept us in this game tonight. Didn't play it a ton. He played 18 minutes, put up 17 points, 5 of 7 from 3. I mean, he was just hitting shots like at a very high rate tonight. It was very helpful. Um, the, and this was at a point where the Grizzlies were just scoring basically every possession on us, so we needed to continue to score on offense, and Beasley was bringing the charge. Like, if he didn't play like this tonight, we would have won by, I mean, we would have we lost by, like, 15 probably because, I mean, at that point, we would have sent our reserves in if we were down by a lot in the fourth. Um, but he, Beasley really kept us in this game. He deserves a lot of credit for that. He, I know he can do this every night. Like, may not shoot 5 of 7 from 371%, but I know he can be this very reliable shooter off the bench that can shoot 40% from 3 at least every game. I think he's so capable of doing that every game. Like, it it just blows my mind that he's... I don't know what's going on. It's like an impossible answer. But I, he's so capable of doing it. And we've seen flashes of him doing it this year, but then the next game, or a few games later, he just goes back to this, you know, terrible play of basketball. And he's like, his shot looks weird. I don't know. But I know he can do this. And I, I we need to see it more. Because, I mean, if he didn't do it tonight, we would have lost, probably. I don't, I, there's no way we would have won if he wouldn't have made those threes in those big moments. Um, because, I mean, we barely won with it. So I don't know how it would have gone without it. But big props to Beasley. Sweet game from him. Now let's get into the topic that a lot of people are talking about. Um, on my Instagram post, not a lot of people are buzzing about it in the comments. Most people are just hyping up D'Lo, which I guess is cool. Um, but I'm really worried about the rebounding tonight was a lot worse than it usually was. I mean, we've been the worst, like literally the worst, thirtieth, the 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 thirtieth best defensive rebounding team in the league all season long, and tonight just hurt those stats again. As a team, we brought down thirty total rebounds, and that's on both sides. Um, we had twelve offensive boards, so we had eighteen defensive rebounds tonight. Do you want to know how many offensive rebounds the Grizzlies had? 26. Are you kidding me? How is that even possible? Wait, never mind. I read that wrong. <laughs> That's how it's possible. Okay, we had 30 defensive rebounds. I, I read the stats wrong. I thought that was a total rebound stat instead of defensive. But still, nonetheless, 30 rebounds on the defensive end, and they had 26 offensive boards. How is that possible? I mean, they got like five rebounds off of the free throw misses. 
I, I don't, I, like, the main two people I got to call out, morally, I have to call out Nas Reed because he's just a horrible rebounder. He needs to improve on it, like, massively. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but he, he can't rebound at all. I mean, he played 20 minutes tonight and had three rebounds. He could have gotten easily 10 if he would have boxed out properly. Like, I don't know I don't know how that's possible. He had three rebounds in 20 minutes, and the Grizzlies were missing a lot. You know, they missed 60 shots tonight, and he was on the floor for probably 30 or so of those misses. It was probably in position to get like 12 or maybe even more 15 rebounds. And he got three. I, I that's I'm speechless. I think Cat has to do better too. He had eleven boards tonight, but and I mean that's I mean eleven boards is good, but he could have had a lot more. I don't know. Like he had moments. I don't think it was all game with him like it was for Nas Reed, but he does need to box out more. And I think we need to see like it's not just him. I feel like he looks worse because the players around him are not boxing out as much. And I think you could say the same about Nas Reed sometimes, but Nas Reed just doesn't box out. And, I mean, he's just, he's smaller. He doesn't grab the ball well enough off boards, I feel like. Um, but I think Cat could get a few more boards. He played 27 minutes tonight. Cat had five fouls. He was not getting a good call. A few questionable calls down the stretch, but it's hard to complain about the fouls when we already won. But I kind of want to talk about that. I mean, we were following a lot tonight. The Grizzlies shot 40 free throws. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the Grizzlies didn't win tonight. They had 40 free throws and 26 offensive boards. Has that ever happened? I, I don't think that's ever happened for an NBA history and a team has lost when getting that. How do you lose when you get 40 free throw attempts and 26 offensive boards? I don't know how the Grizzlies lost, to be honest. Like, they, they were, we put them in perfect positioning to just take the win with that. I mean, maybe D'Lo going for 23 in the fourth has something to do with it. But, I mean, it was we were up before that even started. Um, but, nonetheless, has to improve. I mean, the fouls have been bad all year. That just needs to improve with the rebounding. Oh, my goodness. Next game, we will probably... Like, I know Finch is probably yelling at the guys about that. Like, sure, let's be happy we won. We beat a phenomenal team, third best team in the league. But got to be upset about the rebounding. Like, if I was Kat and Nas Reed leaving the arena tonight, I would have some excitement for the win, but I'd be kind of, like, pissed at myself because I knew I could have done better on the glass. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like the free throw numbers for us tonight. I mean, we shot we got seven of 17 of 25 from the free throw line. Need to make more free throws. That's a big two for us. In our last two games, too, actually, we missed tons of free throws. Let's go back to that Wednesday game. I need to see how many free throws we missed that game against the Raptors. So we took 29. We made 21. So we missed eight free throws in that game, too. And against the Hornets, it was even worse. We took 43 free throws. Oh, my gosh. And made 27. So we missed 16 free throws in that game. Like, we're, we're just missing tons of free throws right now. I don't know what's up with it. Um... Also, I need to talk about Anthony Edwards. I don't know what's up with that guy. I really don't. He's missing. I think he might be in his head a little bit. Like, he's attacking the rim. And, and he got some calls, but five points. Ugh, that five point just looks ugly. He had seven assists tonight, but I don't know. He, 
He's one of 11 from the field. Like, that's just not him. He's been in a slump. 0-6 from three. I mean, he's been phenomenal, I feel like, from three this whole season until this slump has come upon him. I don't know. He's going get to out get out of it at some point. Every young player has one of these big slumps at some point in their career, and he, he looks like he's kind of having one right now. But I, it's all about confidence for him. I think next game against the Sixers tomorrow, if he comes out of the gate and makes his first shot, he's going to have a phenomenal game. Like It's confidence for him, I feel like. Um, so I, I just think he needs to see one go in. I kind of hope he's shooting after the game tonight, but I kind of, I mean, maybe just get some rest because we got a game tomorrow against a, a good Sixers team with James Harden playing. Um, we'll talk about that soon. By the way, the Nuggets are beating the Kings by one right now. Come on, Kings, come through for us because with that win tonight, we are two games back on the Nuggets. If the Nuggets lose, we'll be 1.5 games back. But we're still, you know, creating separation on teams like the Clippers. Um, I don't think the Clippers or Lakers played tonight. Uh, nope, they didn't. But we have now a two-and-a-half game lead on the Clippers. Um, the Clippers' next opponent is the Lakers. So that's interesting. I don't really know who to cheer for there. Probably the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers just been a really awkward and dysfunctional team this entire year. So I guess I would trust them to lose more than the Clippers right now, but I also can't trust LeBron James to keep losing like this, um, even though it's really not, hasn't been his fault too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely creating some separation here on the Clippers. This was, I mean, that was a pretty big win. That was a pretty big win tonight because imagine we lost and then the Clippers win tomorrow night and say we lose to the Sixers, like this is all hypothetical. Say we say if if, if we would have lost tonight, and say we lose tomorrow, and the Clippers win tomorrow, all of a sudden they're only half a game back from us. And if they win their next game, they're the seventh seed. Like it could literally, like we literally could have flipped with them in the standings within a span of three days, if we would have lost tonight. But hey, we we don't want to do that. We want to win games, and we've been winning games. We are. Four games above 500. I no, that's not our biggest. Um, this is. I think we're tied for our, the most games above 500 we've been all year. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, I'm pretty positive because we we were four games above 500 after that Hornets win. Then we lost the Raptors. Now we're back uh, four games above 500. Um, that kind of wraps up the game talk. It was it was an It was a pretty entertaining game to watch. It was entertaining and frustrating because, I mean, oh my goodness, I just cannot stand it when we don't box out. There's so many players that just let bodies go by. I, I just, it's whatever, I guess. Um, but 9-31 uh, from 3. Patrick Beverly just tweeted. I got to see what he just said. Oh, hey, he just tweeted... Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, no dancing or talking crazy tonight, huh? Uh, good luck rest of the way. <laughs> That's funny. Man, Patrick Valley's awesome. But I'm probably going to hop off. Um, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll see you guys next podcast, which is hopefully tomorrow night. Peace.